This is Frank Skinner on Absolute. Uh, what do we do? Radio with um, Emily Dean. Steve Hall is with us today. His friends call him Albert, but we still call him Steve. Um, you can text the show on someone's phone, won't then? Oh, I suspect oh. it was me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, that's my unprofessional alarm. <laughs> uh, you can text the show on 8, 12, 15. Someone just has, by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. Um, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show free. Uh, via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Frank, mm. I think it's safe to say we've been inundated with correspondence regarding your jacket. So, really? yes. yeah. It's a few. Would you like to update the readers? Well, I wore a jacket last week. Oh, you wore uh, a jacket last week. Just, <laughs> so I watched it, seeing it on Instagram. Delightful. You like I it? I loved it. <laughs> oh. Which is probably, yeah, yeah, that means you have it. to burn it in a bin immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it was a jacket you that I... You've off it. <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely... Um, I could see Frank re-evaluating the jacket as you said that. <laughs> At least I know who I'm going to give it to if I get rid of it. So um, I've got a jacket and it's, I, it's not a jacket that I'm championing. It's a jacket I'm genuinely torn. I don't know whether I like it or oh, not. So and it's I've, the jacket. I've had it for years and I just... I wear it for a bit and then think, no, I don't like it. And then I pine for it. We, so we had a vote. I mean, in case people haven't seen the jacket, mm. um, it's been compared to many things. We've had so many tweets and emails and texts <laughs> about it. Really? It's wow. been compared to Life on Mars. Oh, yes, it, it could be from that um, it, era. Yeah, it's got but that They mean right. the TV show, not the... Uh, not the David Bowie life on Mars question mark. We've had someone else saying it was like the seating on a Triumph stag. Okay. We also had someone else simply <laughs> saying, God bless Hooky Street. Yeah, that was the be- yeah. That was my favourite. <laughs> Did anyone say Donnie Brasco? That was my. I don't think they said God bless Hooky Street. What was the brilliant thing? Was they said. No income tax. No income yeah. tax. Yeah. No right. Donnie actually. Brasco, someone said. That's the ears, the big ears on it. <laughs> Liam says, that's Frank's signature jacket. If I close my eyes, I can see him in it. It's that synonymous with him. Really? Mm. This is, is this your equivalent? This is Liz Hurley's that dress. <laughs> well, I told you when I when I was uh, living in the West Midlands in my youth, if you was describing anyone, you wouldn't say, "Yeah, he's tall bloke. He's got like a crew cut." You'd say, "You know him. He wears like a light brown jacket." Because we all we only had one set of clothes <laughs> each, so it's a very good way of identifying people. Of course, mm. it's. Uh, uh, it's all gone now, all that. Someone on Twitter described the colour as caramac. Yes, mm, yes I think that was like fair, that. but that is um, blonde chocolate. It's called now. Oh, oh, right. It I is, should. it's called blonde We'll return to the jacket inevitably at some point, but just I'd like to finish off with uh, Angela Scanlon, who oh. we adore. You like, you're yeah. familiar with her work. And Angela... What robot was, can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> she initially said no comment. Oh. Then... That's a very funny thing to put on. <laughs> Why bring it up? <laughs> then she elaborated and she said, look, I mean, if anyone can wear it, it's you. But I That's think... That's nice, I think. Hold that thought. Yeah. I think we'd all rather no one did, you know? Oh, oh OK. Scanlon. <laughs> Satirist. <laughs> 
No, she's very. Uh, I did. Um, I, I think I hosted the one show with her. Yeah. She's, I could be wrong. She's fabulous. <laughs> the old memory, you know. The old memory. Mm. And, and a lot of people saying, most generally, I'm with Kath. We've had several. Because uh, Kath thinks, hates it. That's mm. my partner, Kath, in case you're new to the show. Mm. Um, although, if you're still with the show after we've spent five minutes talking <laughs> about a jacket you haven't seen, <laughs> then uh, you should really be listening to radio for um, drama. Give the people what they want, like. Frank. This is all they want. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> We get um, we get nice gifts sent to the show I, in, in recent uh, times. I had a fantastic book arrive called uh, Poems in Progress, a British Library product, and it was poems, the sort of manuscript of poems, you know, in uh, in their own hand. With mm. cha- well, not Milton's wasn't it's complicated. Um, but like modern poets as well, and uh, it's it's brilliant. And there was I no feel, letter. I feel, I feel confident you were probably the only radio bre- commercial radio <laughs> breakfast host to get that. Well, <laughs> which I like. Marsh, maybe. <laughs> um, I think we're up against Titch Marsh. Are we on a Saturday, Sarah? Oh, I don't know. Thanks for your help. Um, <laughs> so that was brilliant, but there's no letter with it, so I don't know who sent it. Seems like it just came from the British Library, mm. as if that was a. A person, and we had. Um, I'll tell you what we had. Uh, Art and Hugh. You know, we we hear it now and again from uh, Odysseus Constantine, mm. and uh, he sent. Uh, he sends lovely pictures, and he sent. Uh, he sent uh, Emily uh, Henry the Eighth picture, mm-hmm. which I never realised how much Henry the Eighth looks like Ben Stokes. I mean, it's really quite remarkable. Would he be a good crush for me? I need a new one. Ben Stokes, I think he'd be excellent. Or Henry VIII. Oh, he's he's my crush. Too late for Henry VIII. Also, I've heard heard some bad stories about him and women. Yeah, I think he's been cancelled. Well, none of us are perfect. No, that is true. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and and I was, uh, as he said, I've enclosed the print of Frank's first crush, uh, Honor Blackman as Cathy Gale in The Avengers was my first celebrity crush. I don't want to uh, completely ignore Annette Law, who was in our class, who I was <laughs> mad about, but obviously I never told her I was like six. Mm. I mean, oh. disgusting. Clean your mouth out, she would have said. Um, the, yeah, it says here, the first independent female character on TV. Quite hard to establish, I would have thought, but... Uh, Open brackets, apparently because the writers didn't have time to adjust the scripts written with a man in mind. I never knew that. Did ah, you know that, Steve? I did, not, I did not know that. So, so it was an independent woman by accident. Yeah, exactly. It was an independent woman playing what was actually an independent <laughs> man. Okay. So, but today we heard from Andy Wood, who you may remember lives in Bronte country. We hear from him now and again. Did you, do you know Andy Wood? <laughs> no, thanks for the tip. And uh, <laughs> and he sent he sent me a t-shirt, and um, I think um, he's he's also sent em- Emily one. So Ooh. do you want me to reveal mine first or yours first? Because we don't know what each other's got. Emily's is still in the cellophane, still in pristine cellophane. I'd rather see yours before I commit. If you know what I mean. Oh, still using that line. <laughs> um, well, mine is a, it's a picture. Oh, I'm going sh- to show Emily first of all. 
Oh, I like it. <laughs> it I is, like it's the, it. It's the king. It's the, the king. Not Elvis. It's the king. <laughs> not the king. Um, king Charles. Um, holding the pen and saying, every stinking time. <laughs> it's actually that moment captured with a speech bubble. So that's brilliant. Oh, okay. Well done, Andy. Really you want to hear great. what I've got? And Emily. If Emily's got oh, nice. the same good, one, obviously. Then. Good Foley artist sound effect Reveal. There. They call this unboxing, don't they, online? Do they? Mm. They say, hi, oh, guys. Yes. There's people that just do this, <laughs> aren't like they? Going, hi, guys. I'm going to be doing some unboxing now. Hi, guys. So what we got in here? And they they just sit there opening the goods they've been sent. It's sort of bribes, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, a, it's it started by Burke and Hare. <laughs> <laughs> the genre. <laughs> Here we are, Frank, the big reveal. OK. OK, do you want to tell... I, I really hope it's something it. nice. Oh, it is. It is Henry VIII oh, saying no. every stinking time. <laughs> <laughs> this is possibly the greatest thing I've ever set eyes on. That is very fine. Henry VIII with a speech bubble, um, and it's a proper... Uh, it's not Comic Sans, that, is it? But it's the, the, the uh, comic typeface, Frank, that you get in. Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about font. OK, but it's, uh, it's rather beautiful. Yes, That's it fabulous. is. It's, it's very good indeed. Um, I won't do a Henry VIII impression <laughs> because whatever I do, it's like I heard somebody said saying that they did a really good pterodactyl impression. I thought it's going to be hard to uh, ratify that. Yeah, you've heard a pterodactyl. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, no, uh, my Henry VIII impression. Hello, I'm very afraid to go. So who knows? <laughs> I went, uh, I've been shopping this week, clothes shopping. and For uh, a new jacket? Or? For just new, just new stuff. And, um, and um, I went and I tried a jacket on, which I liked. Okay. And the assistant, <laughs> the young female assistant, uh, said, uh, I said, what do you think of this size? She said, I think that's good, I think that's the right size. I think it's a bit small. I said, I think I wouldn't mind trying a size up from this. And she said, OK. Well, we might have a bigger size. I don't, I don't mind checking. <laughs> and I said, uh, oh, that's very good of you. And she said, uh, oh, no, it, uh, no worries. And I thought she didn't get any <laughs> irony yeah. or anything. Yeah. And um, But she was kind of sweet, but it was the very strong idea that this was uh, someone who happened to be in the yeah. shop and was helping me out. Yeah. And then um, I went to get some shoes. You've probably guessed I've got a clothing allowance coming from a television series. <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless. <laughs> so um, I picked uh, four pairs of shoes and I said, can I try these? And then I'll decide. Did you, can I ask, did you have anyone with you hel helping you? I had my personal assistant. Did she offer you, oh, she's got good taste. That's reassuring. Uh, anyway, I, she said, uh, you can only have three pairs any one time to try on. I said, that's the actual rule, three. She said, yeah. I said, why is that? She said, oh, otherwise they get all mixed up. I thought they're completely different <laughs> shoes. How does that happen? Anyway, I didn't want it, so that happened. That's, and uh, There's like a ten items or less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
I mean, I presume she meant pairs. You can only try three shoes on. And it just made me think it might be an interesting text in things shop assistants have said to you. <laughs> because I realised that over there was a time, maybe 20 years ago, I would have got quite, you know, miffed if someone had said, oh, I don't mind checking. <laughs> and now I just absolutely accept a very low level of service yeah, and yeah. interest. Yeah. Uh, and I'd also don't like that thing at the end. You know this thing that they always do. You, I, I, one is, I spent like I bought quite a bit in this one shop, and then the woman said, "Right, we got uh, three t three t-shirts in a box for just uh, blah." I said, "No, I don't want any t-shirts. I would have got t-shirts if I needed them." Mm. She said, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a bargain. I said, I don't, I don't want them. <laughs> yeah. I said, I bought the, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Said, Why do you need me to buy more? She said, OK, well, just... OK, just give me your uh, email and your oh, name. And email. I said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. She yeah. said, oh, it's really helpful. I said, who to, though? <laughs> so I didn't give it, and I left there. I'd spent money in there. It wasn't mine, but I'd spent it. I should hope so after that performance. Yeah, yeah. And um, I really felt like I'd, you know, I'd let the shop down in some way because I hadn't <laughs> yeah. bought the stupid T-shirts and um, <laughs> and given them my email. I mean, what's going I thought they'd be really glad. I, I thought they'd love me for spending that money in there in this right, right tight financial yeah. climate we live in. question, when did you last go into a retailing bar? <laughs> last time I had a clothing allowance from a TV series. But you went through, you weren't tempted to, because I, I remember you once in a bookshop, someone had sort of like said, in, in a minute, and you'd, you'd, you'd put the books down on the counter and exited. Yes, I did do that. Now I'm, I've mellowed. <laughs> I have. I can say my expectations of what of um, yeah. shop assistants are so low. <laughs> well, I was talking about the things that shop assistants say. You know, I mean, I think I've told you this before, Frank, but the thing I have a real aversion to, and it will make me walk out of a shop, is I appreciate it's quite picky, but uh, welcome to me. It is the specific tone the, that shop assistants use. When, when they say, do you need any help at all, they don't say that. They say, do you need any help at all? Yeah, I, I, quite, <laughs> I quite like that. Mainly because I wrote the tune for that. <laughs> and I get money every time they say it. I also wrote, hello, can I help you? I wrote that as well. And the royalties were fantastic. But actually, the woman who asked me, said she didn't mind checking, I got chatting to after. She was comparing me to her dad quite a lot. And she was actually very sweet. I, I don't I don't even equate it with rudeness. I just think it's the way shop assistants now speak. It's the genre. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. If there's any shop assistants listening, um, I think you should be at work. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What do you think of this from Third Frame? Best Saturday morning show since Tiz was. Thanks, Skinner Show, Absolute Radio. Oh, he's talking about us. Yeah, what do you think? I, th I thought he was on about... Um, I think they're rerunning Skippy on London TV. And that's good. I, 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 we don't normally do praise. If you slightly put me on the back foot. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. The reason I selected it is because I'm not 100% convinced it was praise. Oh, OK. OK? Ruth Jordan also, Frank. I strongly feel that Divine Miss M should have accompanied Frank on his clothes shopping trip with a camera crew. A great TV show could have come out of Emily as Frank's stylist, quietly placing Frank's choices back on the racks and steering him gently towards style. I actually did one of those things 
things that I think of as very much as the thing that women do is walk past a garment and just give it the slightest little <laughs> touch between the, the index finger and thumb and keep walking. I believe they're called sleeve pullers in the trade. Oh, are they? <laughs> sleeve That's pullers. That's what sleeve pullers are. <laughs> Thank God for that. Z- 082 has ag- agreed with your comment about uh, the way staff introduce themselves in shops. They've said they've, they've noticed the phrase, yeah, I can definitely do that for you. Yeah. With a sort of air of menace. <laughs> no, I um, I just got used to it now. I, you know, politeness, old-fashioned old concept. Mm. Anyway, um, I, this week I had to um, sign 5,000 vinyl um, record sleeves. Um, and uh, that is, that's quite hard yeah, work. That's... That reminded me of my factory days. Um, and it was, it was just me, David Baddiel and Ian Brody, no clues as to what the record was, <laughs> um, sitting in, a, in a, a room at Sony with this pile upon pile of this stuff. I mean, wowee. Mm. And um, it got into the signing and I started talking about Strictly uh, and having watched Strictly that week. And... Um, I realised I'd signed five sleeves, Frank, strictly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mad I got by that That's point. your late night yeah. adult name. Well, those, those yeah, coincidentally, that's my uh, S&M name. Oh, God. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be worth something. That, 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 for those five records will end up on discogs.com. Yeah, I don't know if they might have discarded them. But um, I hope I hope they've kept the uh, the Frank Street please. <laughs> I think that would, that would have been good. It's how not the how out- long does that take? It, we start. We signed a few uh, on. We signed about a thousand the day before. Signing four thousand took us from ten o'clock till six p.m. Really? I oh, know it's really. Uh, it's very nearly a day. It's all right for um, David Baddiel, just as initials. It's like he's made a mistake on Does a check. <laughs> Does he just do initials? Yeah. DB. I mean, at least I do Frank Strictly. <laughs> um, but it's one of That's those... That's like the autograph I got from Frank Bruno. Do you remember that, Frank? Was it F. Bruno? Yeah, I think I was, I was down to F. Dear Emma. I think F. F is all right. I don't mind that. But it's so... You just... You, you, all your standards drop. So that I say, how many to go? Uh, 3,000. Uh, got any biscuits? It's just like that. <laughs> I just eating cake, cake dipped in syrup. Did you it have was... a little? They give you some luncheon vouchers though, so you could go and get something to eat. Oh yeah, they took us to the canter. We have there's a few perks we could have. Any me and Dave took an turn to choose what music we could listen to. I was doing. <laughs> oh, what did so, David plump for? Well, I went. I started Lovely Eggs. And then uh, he went uh, Diamond Dogs, David Bowie. Oh, lovely choices. Nice, I'm liking yeah, this, this room. Is I'm, great. Into, I'm yeah. feeling And then this I room. went to Kraftwerk. Okay. He went uh, Jody Mitchell. I went, l- I went Alice Cooper. He went Beth Orton. <laughs> <laughs> what about Ian Brody? Did he play his own music? He, he didn't get a pick. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.
on the subject of um, shop assistants, Jimmy has t- has tweeted to say he was eyeing up a belt in Camden Market, and he told the hey vendor, big spender. <laughs> he said he, he was eyeing up a belt, and he said he said he told the vendor I would have a think and come back later. The vendor replied, "Have a think when you're buying a hovercraft, not when you're buying a belt." <laughs> <laughs> He says, that's, I bought the belt. That's pretty good. I really, really <laughs> like that. Frank, Claire Cowley has got in touch. Once long ago... Oh, this is a bit of a... Shall I settle myself down for this one? <laughs> Gather by the fireside. It's the Shrek sequel. <laughs> <laughs> then it's a heartbeat. Oh, I love that. The children love that song, don't they? <laughs> um, in the Bowden shop near Hanger Lane Gyratory, getting less fairy taleish. What's the Bowden? Bowden. What is that? Oh. OK, I'll deal with this, Steve. <laughs> Bowden yeah. is possibly, I'd say it's peak middle class. Lovely, lovely clothes. Lovely Johnny oh, Bowden. OK, for men or for the ladies? For all of us. OK. For all of us. And the Bowden, I'm thinking, uh, it used to be associated with a sort of slight Guernsey sweater, Breton vibe. Mm. Maybe carrying a copy of The Times on a Sunday and sitting down for a croissant. You're right, Hanger Lane Gyratory. <laughs> That's a bit of a, 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 bit of a swerve. <laughs> it often is for me. Yeah. Uh, Kate, uh, the Duchess of Sussex, is a Bowden fan. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, it's your, your classic... Your classic, simple looks. I, I, I love a bit of Bowden. Anyway, I was in Bowden, queuing behind a very elegant lady with arms full of chic, casual clothes. Mm. The assistant checked the account info loudly and read out the said lady's credentials. I then learned your fave... On a Blackman's full address. Oh, wow. This must be going back a bit, of course, because sadly no longer with us. But um, yeah. that is, you don't want to be giving out on a Blackman's yeah, address. Yeah. <laughs> what if I'd been in the queue? <laughs> I'd been around there. Like, I hope she was buying a, a leather onesie as worn by Kathy Gale all those many years ago. She was a Bond girl as well, of course, on she was, wasn't yeah, she? she was, uh, well, I can't... I don't know yeah, if we'd say her name yeah, on we, the I Breakfast Radio. I don't think we'd say that character <laughs> name anymore. say Ms. Ms. Galore. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Of the Worcestershire I'm, Galores. Mm. I still can't... I'm, I'm struggling to get over, have a think, when you're buying a hovercraft, not a belt. No, it's really good, that. So it's, good. it's excellent life advice. Mm. I think they'd probably use... But, but we've all... I actually did a... I'll have a think about it and come back uh, in the shop where I didn't buy the T-shirts. And I meant it. I tried a coat and I thought, Oh, maybe. And she didn't believe me. I think that's basically, to a shop assistant, that means goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm not that optimistic. (laughs) I'm with uh, Emily Dean and Steve Hall is with us this morning. Good morning. Just, just correspondence coming in. Uh, you can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Is there outsidey worldy? There is. You, we were discussing uh, shop assistants. Yeah, we've had David Parker, mm. Harrington Clothes Shop in Sheffield Market. The changing room is up the ladders. 
Oh. This was for both men and women. <laughs> the changing room is up the ladders. I quite, uh, I think I like that, unless he wasn't underneath the changing room. Yeah. It was grid, it was metal grid work. Was it in the industrial zone of the Crystal Maze, this, uh, that shop? Yeah, so I don't, I don't really expect to have a change. If it's on a market, I just see you, you pays your money, you takes your risk. Linda Denegan, I bought a £10 item in M&S, gave a tenner, assistant gave me £10 change. What result? I, <laughs> when I pointed out her mistake, she said, you can't scam me. Wow. I know I gave you £20. I'm not stupid. I left with my free item. <laughs> that is a very... <laughs> amazing. What, the assistant said, I know I gave you £20? Yes. She's saying, uh, I know you gave me £20. Oh, oh, oh I see. But, that makes it's sense. The idea that she perceives that as a scam. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was the fact that the assistant thought anyone would attempt to scam yeah, not on that, those principles. Not that old, Perhaps she thought it was a f- she was being framed. Maybe she yeah, thought it was, was fake money uh, or something like that. A mystery shopper there to dobber yes. in. Oh, Undercover boss or something brilliant. Like I mean, I would have soon got over their rudeness if I'd got £10 like that for myself. Well, she might have thought it was counterfeit. I was in a shop only recently and there was an investigation into uh, whether this was legal tender, because obviously we have to say that in a yeah. Scottish accent. Yeah. And the gentleman in question, who was being questioned, he was. it was the definition of protesting too much because he was trying to get the fellow shoppers on side. He was looking at us saying, I mean, look, I've, I've been spending this everywhere. I've been spending this everywhere. I haven't had a problem. I thought, but well, that's not really... It's not convincing me. This was as he was... was did, did he have a counterfeit? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Was, it, got was it a comedian returning from the Edinburgh Festival? Because that, that's, <laughs> that's a very common... I know, you come back with your Scottish money yeah. and no-one will take it. I mean, his did look, I have to say, there was something of the toy town. It's beautiful Scottish money, I think. It's no, I'm nice saying this gentleman's money had a toy town vibe. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Scottish money is, is lovely. I would say in some sense it's superior. <laughs> I tell you what I haven't had for a while is uh, oh, someone holding up... <laughs> Um, one of my notes to check. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they used to look for the silver paper yeah. going down the middle. I don't think that happens anymore in the plastic. Uh, they have note. a special well. machine now. Oh, is that right? Ah. The, wor- the worst thing anyone has ever, a shop assistant's ever said to me, I was in a, one of those posh shops on New Bond Street. Mm. <coughs> and uh, I was clearly out, clearly out of my depth. Well, that was that was exactly it. The shop assistant came up to me, clearly looking at my slightly dowdy attire, and oh. said, "Why are you in here?" Wow! They and, didn't. And there was a real. Uh, I sort of. I kind of had to acknowledge it. There was a real. Like, yeah, you're right. I, I I'd gone in not knowing that it was that expensive. I should have known from the street I was on. Mm. And um, so fair no enough. need for that though. It was. It was. Um, Made, it, I laughed out of awkwardness and then pretended to browse. I think I've told on here before that I went in a shop in that, I think, on Piccadilly. Mm. Uh, and the bloke said, I don't think you'll be able to afford anything in here. <laughs> Did they? And, um, Did you have your pretty woman huge I mistake? W- I, was, I was shabbily dressed. But I thought I could probably have a crack at buying the shop. <laughs> 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 anyway, that, that was then. This is now. So, what about your life? 
Steve Hall, what have you been up to? You've usually done some stuff. Oh, as soon as we asked that, the producer did that. Let's cut. No, don't no, do that. No, yank it. Yank there's it. no, there's no mileage in this. Trust me, I've been in radio a long time. Oh, poor Steve Hall. I mean, it's, you weren't that shop assistant, were you, Sarah? Why am I in here? Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we were talking about Steve Hall. Steve Hall. Hold on, producers are getting ready (laughs) to jump in again. Don't silence me. Go on, Steve. I um, I obviously do this show every now and then Mm -hmm. and live my lonely life. My wife um, got me... uh, uh, pr- my birthday my lonely life, my wife was the next thing. Yeah, That's yeah. a bad juxtaposition. <laughs> my uh, my wife's birthday present to me was uh, a machine that will machine gun. <laughs> it'll turn old cassette tapes. It'll digitise them. And you can put them on your computer. So stuff I'd recorded That's off the radio. It's a good gift. It was a really. It, it was a gift that it, I felt. I felt seen. I felt like my wife got me oh, okay. with that gift. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I'd recorded off, the, in fact, an old girlfriend had recorded it off the radio for me in 1997, was a student quiz that I did when I was uh, at university, and it was like the local uh, student radio station. Right. Uh, and one of the people, it was me, it was people from my college. One of the people who did it was uh, a really good mate of mine, Steph Guerrero, who is now uh, he's a part of the socially distance sports bar podcast, which has been a big hit of lockdown. Okay. Uh, and now does a TV show with Ellis James. Uh, and so that was, I thought, I'll listen to it because Steph. Ellis had, James, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Mm. Uh, and and I listened to it, and it, it's fascinating hearing your voice from when you were 18 years old or however mm. old I was. Uh, and. Uh, I didn't know that the host of this sports quiz... It's a nerdy thing to record. So it was a student... It was a student radio... What did it, he go out on? It was on Oxygen, was the name of the, the radio station. It was 107.9, twist it hard to the right, was their slogan. Okay. Because you had to go to the far Don't end of the, uh, the FM left. dial. No, exactly. Uh, and it was just, I find got, that love is like oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> you get too much... You they got, to, they yeah. got into a lot of trouble that student radio station because they they faked a news report. They they didn't they broke all the broadcasting rules and they can faked I stop, can I stop you for one second? <laughs> I think in a lot of people, if the room was cold, would say the room's a bit cold. What Emily Dean has done is layered up these clouds. She looks like someone waiting for news from the pit disaster. <laughs> I'm wearing a coat round my front. Yes, exactly. Okay, got I don't know now. if you're aware of this, but there is a running thing here that no one we've ever had doing admin on the show can operate the heating in the studio. So it's either tropical... Yeah. It's Club Tropicana or Tundra. Or, uh, yeah, it's also exactly. off, off air, uh, Sarah, the producer, was describing Katy Perry in her documentary uh, when she learns that her divorce is coming through, wrapping herself in a coat and crying. And it feels like you've recreated Katy Perry <laughs> yeah, don't in cry, her man. documentary. No, I have an intentional crying. And now I think that was just a ruse to get to, <laughs> to kill another Steve Hall <laughs> anecdote. Because now she's yeah. doing the cutthroat It was a mercy signal. killing. It was a mercy killing. <laughs> Do, just behind Steve doing your big yawning thing with hand to mouth and the cutthroat thing so we're just going to go for a break <laughs> I'm going to fight for Steve Hall Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio So I was telling you about my uh, listening to this tape of me on a student radio station mm. November 1997 
and vanity uh, thy name is hall <laughs> <laughs> and it was it's quite a, it was an interesting thing i was wondering i thought i'll listen to this it's nice uh, steph's uh, been on telly a bit it's nice to hear my old mate uh, see what we sounded like when we were 19 years old and um the host of this student quiz i had can i ask you a question before we get to the host sure um did you say anything funny on there when you thought, oh, I can pull home my hat now? No, no, there was okay. a, it was... Uh, I said a few funny things, but nothing... I'm not suggesting you didn't yeah, say yeah, funny yeah. things. Um, uh, I'm just wondering if there was any recyclable material. No, there was no... There was no, there was no it, was, it was a sports quiz. And what, was your, what were you saying before, before we get to this, the mystery host? What were you saying about that there was fake news? Well, so, yeah, so the, it, was a, it was a very newly started radio station and it was run very badly. And they broke loads of broadcasting rules oh. and they got, they got uh, sort of audited or whatever it would be. And so they had to provide a day's worth of their output for, for the, the people to listen to. And they hadn't been recording it at all. They didn't have... They were breaking so many rules. So they faked an entire day <laughs> of broadcasting. Wow. Where, and they pretended to... It, let's say it was May the 18th, they, but the day that they had to provide was February the 21st. They just read the news as if it was, this is February the 21st, you're listening to student radio. Oh. And uh, they got found out. Oh, dear. got into a lot of trouble. But I quite... Just the sheer chutzpah of that. The, just to go for a scam mm. that big. Mm. Yeah. Just make, make people listening to it. Not that anyone was listening to it. So, OK, so you're on the quiz so, show. So I'm on the quiz. I'm listening to myself. And we win the quiz. That still mattered to me 25 years later. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out the host of the quiz, I had no memory of this, was a 19-year-old Matt Hancock, the disgraced former oh, health secretary. Wow. Uh, and I, I fascinated. Who doesn't do the social distancing podcast? Oh, yeah. Dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Matt Hancock. Uh, and so it, immediately, I, immediately, I thought I've got to re-listen to it, see if this is worth. Is there mm. anything interesting that points? I'd like to, to hear his, his repartee. I must say, mm. was he? How was he as a it's, host? It's, it's, he was absolutely terrible. But then we were also <laughs> terrible as contestants as well. Right. Uh, so, so I'd, I'd wondered about whether to put it out somewhere for for people to put it on SoundCloud or something like that for people to listen to. Uh, and I sent this to Steph, and he, he said, um, "We sound just as bad as Matt Hancock. <laughs> that that we haven't got him. There isn't. There's no great so we've what, got you, Hancock. Did you know? Were you mates? We did you know? No, no, we didn't know him at all. So mates okay. with it was, Hancock. No, no, we didn't. In the recording, you can hear Steph's. Open contempt for this weird, weird man is is the be- is the most entertaining thing about about the tape. Poor Matt Hancock. Mm. Even then, even yeah, then. Even, even then. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know how you spend your spare time anyway, <laughs> Steve. Listening to yourself, to old dust, dusty cassettes from a bygone era. Lovely. It's always got to be something slightly quiz-related with Steve, let's be honest. Yes. There's always got to be a quiz thrown in there somewhere. It's your favourite ever quiz question, Steve. I'll give you a chance to think about that. Have we heard from the outside world? We have. Good morning, Frank. On the subject of shop staff responses, I lived in Hong Kong for a while during the 1990s, and one day I went to buy a small portable music system... As was very normal in HK at that time, love HK, Mm. you always asked for a discount on the marked price, particularly if you were paying in cash. The ticket price was something around the equivalent of £50, so I felt that I had the right to ask for some kind of discount and I offered the shopkeeper £45. 
His response was, Sir, we really don't want to stand here talking like a couple of old fishwives, do we? Needless to say, I paid the full price for the music centre. That's Mike Trayford in the New Forest. <laughs> wow. I mean, I think that's really... Do fishwives <laughs> operate a barter system? <laughs> but I thought it was very clever what the shop assistant did. He tried to shame yeah. him and never fall for that one. What is a fishwife? Is 8, 12, 15. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go out on that. <laughs> To, to answer your question, my favourite quiz question, this is hyper-nerdy. My right. favourite ever quiz question was... This took place in a, in a quiz where uh, a very elder statesman in the quiz world warned me beforehand and said, listen, son, this isn't a pub quiz. This is a quiz that just happens to take place in a pub. Oh, good. <laughs> so and we, yeah. we put in our place... And the question was, it was in the early 80s, there were six former England captains played for Southampton... And could you name them? Okay. Uh, and, and we got most of them. It was like Keegan, Shannon, Shilton, Mills, Ball and Osgood. Okay. Uh, I didn't was... think you were going to come up with a football one, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it would be <laughs> something about, um, you know, Thunderbirds. Something. <laughs> well, never mind. Never mind. Worth a try. <laughs> would you like to hear from Cybersquare? Yes. Sounds very up both of your trousers. I was once exiting a changing room when the changing room assistant said to me, oh, no, that doesn't suit you. Wow. I was wearing my own clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fine. And ought to be in an episode of something like the Harry Worth show. <laughs> no, that's very good. Do you mind? Um... Yeah. And there's a number of people, for example, Annie Brooks, when I asked a snotty assistant in a well-known store in Piccadilly, OK, and F&M, she says, okay. um, if they stocked a particular wine, he said, it's sixteen ninety nine. I gave him what my husband calls my look. And I said, I didn't ask the price. I asked if you had it. I was so incensed I didn't buy it. Hold on, why, was, why did he say that? He thought it'd be too expensive. Well, yes. I'm 1699, <laughs> when did this happen? 1927. <laughs> I mean, and I know I these are hard times. I'm assuming, I mean, let's be honest. I don't know how much a bottle of wine costs, I'll be honest with you. Well, I, Steve, you're the only it drinker on the panel. Um, well, it depends what you, what quality you're going for. I'd, I'd, I'd spend about 25 quid if I was trying to impress the I'm wife. a bottle of wine. Oh, Flash Harry. Oh, I'd, I'd, Flash I'd. Harry, Steve. <laughs> the only wine I drink has already turned into Jesus, so I don't buy it. It's, it's handed out. Ah, mm. And that, you can't put a price on that. <laughs> <laughs> to be Certainly fair, when not. I was, I mean, I haven't drunk for a, for a while, but when I was drinking wine, it was generally handed out to me as well. Yeah, I okay. pay for it. Um, Annie Brooks, the thing is... Does she? I, <laughs> I gave tone to that shop assistant in order, I'll be frank, to, to aid her anecdote. Okay. Because I felt, well, look, let's give it some tone. There was no tone. Obviously, there never is with the written word. You know what I've said? Text messages should right. always have stage direction. Well, this is why I hate text and email, but that's another story. Open brackets haughtily, close brackets. <laughs> Would have changed everything there. Sixteen ninety nine. What if the person was just saying, oh, it's sixteen ninety nine? 
Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe the... maybe that's what year it was from. <laughs> it's a very good year, 1699. This is an excellent Vintage. showcase for your voiceover skills that you can <laughs> you can give different emotions into 1699. Yeah. I can do all sorts. BBC Radio 4 <laughs> drama, here we come. <laughs> you get into that thing, uh, high tension, never finish a sentence. <laughs> I know, Paul, but I was just... That's all right, Kevin. But why don't you... If you just listen, I... Uh, it's like I can't think of an ending for any of these sentences. I just put dot, dot, dot and let the actors work it through. Oh. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I'm really impressed you two haven't mentioned Doctor Who. No, you've mentioned oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. All morning. Oh, it's a bit but, awkward but I'm, I'm also... I'm, I'm nowhere near... My. I'm a bit of a plastic Doctor Who fan. I can't claim no, as much knowledge no, as many Steve. people. It's not a competition. I don't like this, that it's got to be a quiz. Mm. I remember seeing... Mm. love. <laughs> now, now that you brought it up, I remember... I don't oh, know if we've ever talked about it. I remember seeing you introduce a screening of... Uh, Sharda, was it? The the Douglas Adams one at the oh, BFI? Yeah. Oh, here we go. And, uh, uh, and I... Yeah, I was very thrilled to see you present it. And the, you were in a, the audience. I was in the audience. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for saying hello, Steve. <laughs> well, you were whisked off straight away. You were hanging out with uh, the BFI. You were hanging out with Dick Fiddy. There, we. I definitely, I definitely, I yeah. definitely yeah, stayed was, to watch. Fine, you were hanging out with Dick Fiddy. Fiddy was there. <laughs> and, you did uh, a bit of observational uh, that that but, but really specific. Dot two that before they'd re, uh, remade the footage with with animation. That it had been Tom Baker, Tom Baker in a pinstripe suit, sort of telling the story, telling the story, and you related that to the crowd, and it absolutely walloped it. It was a very seventies <laughs> anecdote because the crowd. what about this for a seventies anecdote, Emily? They they started making the show. And then they had to stop making it because of industrial action at the BBC, which was quite a thing then. So it was never completed. And so when I saw it on VHS, yeah, Tom Baker was telling us the bits that hadn't been shot and then showing us the bits that had. Of but industrial action of the 70s. But they've covered it up with uh, animation now, yes. That yeah. is correct. Does I can't believe Fiddy... Steve didn't say hello. No, well, he thought you were... You know, I, I respect... I understand that. I would have felt similarly. I would have thought you're up there with the greats like Dick Fiddy. Look, if you're going to mention Dick Fiddy, I've <laughs> got to mention Justin Johnson, who is the other half of the double act that does all the Doctor Who stuff there. Well, and who a very is great Johnson? man. What does he do then? What do they do, Dick Fiddy and Justin well, they're Johnson? they're at the BFI. They're, they're professional film buffs. What is their job? I think Fiddy is a TV expert. Yeah. and Fiddy um, so as we call him. They're archivists, I think. And it? Justin is uh, animation. That's his speciality. Oh. I don't know why we're plugging these two guys, <laughs> but I, um, I certainly love JJ. Anyway. JJ? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the James Bond anniversary this week? I keep seeing James Bond. I think it's featured. the 60th anniversary of, of, of the first film, I think. Oh, it's a film thing, not a book thing. Mm. No, no, yeah, it's, I think it's since... You know, do you know my mum used to work at GoldenEye as a cleaner for um, Ian Fleming? I did not know that. Uh, I spoke about it on here before. Did she speak well of him? I, I, I don't think he was... Uh, he was only there sort of half the year or something. Right. And then I think they had the run of the place. It was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty special. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what's happening? I'll be going into the... Okay. Here we go. Ah, <laughs> oh, memories. 
like the <laughs> dustbin of my mind. Oh. Frank This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Now, Frank, we need to talk about bacchanalia. I just like to leave it at Frank, we need to talk. Yes. <laughs> you two. I haven't done any bacchanalia for a long... <laughs> Shades of Bacchus. <laughs> Frank, you need to explain what that is. You, do you know that reference? Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's a W.C. Fields film when a, a child... Oh, will know it then. <laughs> a child is dropping grapes yep. through... Uh, through a hole onto W.C. Field's head. And he doesn't know where they're coming from, and he just says, Shades of Bacchus! Because <laughs> Bacchus was uh, the god of wine, and so obviously associated often with grapes in well, depiction. And ba- shortly afterwards, his wife, as well as the old bag wife, yeah. and she says, Harold, if you and your friend wish to exchange ribald anecdotes, please take them outside. <laughs> oh, I love that woman. Well, uh, that, that child could apply for the job that is being advertised. Uh, Bacchanalia is a new restaurant mm. uh, set to open this year in Mayfair, somewhat predictably yes. uh, Mayfair. Um, and th- they've been advertising the position of grape feeder. Someone designed to uh, to literally feed grapes to the wealthy, privileged diners. Yes. You say the wealthy, privileged diners. I read a, a, a preview of this um, restaurant. Of the Bacchanalia? By a, a, a sort of a restauranty writer person. Mm. And he said, and I quote, that Bacchanalia is ushering in the era of the £300 lunch. <laughs> <laughs> At last! At last we don't have to wait anymore for the £300 lunch. I mean, I think I also read it was in, it said it's uh, in a former Porsche showroom. Is it? And you it's think, got... cost of living <laughs> yeah, yeah. Read the room, guys. No, but the rich are always with us. Well, this is true. But, I mean, the former Porsche showroom, yes, they're really indeed. going What about it. this? Another fact I read about it is the Midas bar... Is that in Bacchanalia? That's in Bacchanalia. Oh. It's made entirely of quartz. <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, if my memory of drinking in bars was what I really want is a soft play centre sort of setup because I'm going to be falling and walking into <laughs> yes. things. Quartz is an unforgiving oh. environment yes, for a drunkard. Yeah, yeah. Wowee. And the, uh, the, the artwork is being designed by Damien Hurst. Mm. It's yes. going to involve winged lovers embracing on a unicorn, which has a real yeah. sort of... Mind where you're sitting. It's <laughs> <laughs> my advice. Well, it's, it's rebranding. A... You see, the idea of the unicorn being um, sexy, is that okay to say that word? I, I think, think so. the Y makes it fine. I feel I've gone a bit hot. Have you? Yeah. Oh. Sexy. Oh, sexy. You said it before. You oh. mentioned sexy. Did I? Yes. Oh, yeah, sexy people wearing string vests, <laughs> of course. So, of course. But I feel it's been re- rebranded by one of my players. Um, do you remember Bukayo Saka with the unicorn ring? On the, do you remember oh, the picture that yes, went viral? Yeah, yeah. No. I th- oh, yeah. Frank, oh, yeah. the swimming. Yes, 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 yes. I do remember the, that. I so think I'm in a unicorn. Oh, no, sorry. So I now associate the unicorn with hijinks in the pool. Oh, And I good, see. clean fun. I don't see it as a sexy beast. I yeah. see the unicorn as like the, the rival to the dragon of... 
in the children's mythological creatures uh, right, league yeah, table. Yeah. They are sort of the unicorn is um, Liverpool to um, the dragon's <laughs> Man City. <laughs> is the way I see. Yeah. Um, what I would say about the Bacchanalia... The centaur is sort of relegation zone. Mm. <laughs> Never really got into children's mythology. I can't... Have they made books have about not? lovely, friendly centaurs? The centaurs are in Harry Potter, but they're hostile, difficult, well, like this Well, the centaur creature. is, of course, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, which is... Is there a centaur in yeah, there? Mr Tumnus. He's sort of... Yeah. He's not a... Is he, he's, 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 he's not a satyr. He's a satyr. Oh, he's a satyr. <laughs> yeah, he's not a More centaur. I'm liking this football analogy, though. <laughs> we like the unicorn, but can they do it on a rainy day against centaurs? I mean, nah. I have to say, I think Liverpool... I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, they're quite. slightly out of date reference. <laughs> <laughs> Journey to the Centaur of the Earth, of course, they feature in. Very fine. Centaur forwards, they'd have, wouldn't they, if it was a, a league thing? What a long shirt they would wear. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, the job, anyway, we shouldn't get away from the job, is that. Uh, it, and there's been something, is it a real job or is it an advertise? I don't think you can advertise a job that it doesn't exist, can you, legally? I, I was suspicious, because when you when you click through the, the links, they're advertising for positions there, and the grape feeder is not on their website. Uh, maybe they but filled it, a but position. It, also, it could be, but it also gave, a, it gave an email address, so maybe it's... They're looking if you go the extra mile. I've got an idea. I don't like the sound of the extra mile, Steve. <laughs> it concerns me the extra mile. Yeah, okay. I've got an idea that you can't advertise a job that doesn't exist legally. Oh, is ah. that right? Mm, so. Well, they said they stipulated must have gorgeous hands and a basic grasp of Latin and Greek. Mm, Steve, covering, they're covering all the. Steve uh, Hall is an educated man. I suspect there's some Latin and Greek lurking around in there. Probably. Uh, how I are mean, your hands? I'm limited. You know, I don't. I don't have the hands. I don't. I never had the Latin for the grape feeding, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't think the hands. I picked, I've picked up a bit from church after the years. <laughs> what about what my dad said about someone? She has small Latin and less Greek. <laughs> and then I later discovered that was a Ben Johnson. I think Ben Johnson said it about Shakespeare ah. to show that he was self-educated. Anyway, Very absolute radio, fine. everyone. But um, sm- yeah. what are you what? small Latin, less Greek? Uh, I got uh, an A at Latin A level and no Greek at all. Good A at Latin. So, yeah. yeah, but what about the no Greek at all? No Greek at all. That so, concerns me, yeah. Frank. I'm, so I'm, I'm out. And I don't. But they've the gone mainly Latin because they've gone. Um, Bacchanalia. Bacchus, yeah, yeah. So Bacchus is the Roman name for Dionysus. And Dionysus oh. doesn't it doesn't very doesn't very well. The name doesn't work so well with a yeah, party less. description as Bacchanalia. <laughs> yes. Dionysus and an alien. I mean you're going to yeah. be there all night. Yeah. But I don't understand like I don't care what the hands of the person I just care about the food I'm well, not, I want I'm them not to be clean I want them to be clean if they're feeding me grapes directly into my mouth I mean ancient Rome I think we can fairly say was a pre-Covid <laughs> day but I don't want someone who looks anyway anywhere near grobby feeding me I mean one thing they say is that you get regular manicures if you get the job so they're well, not peeling it sounds like they're not peeling them Ah. Oh, yeah. Now, it used to be peel me a grape. That was the idea of the ultimate luxury, that someone would peel... I don't, have you ever peeled a grape? And ever done that? Pardon. Have you ever peeled a grape? For someone else or for myself. Yes, well, i for peeled anyone. a grape. I used to, when I was younger, and I would occasionally say to my parents, I'm going to... We would play restaurant, me and my sister. Yeah. 
and we would um, that was our delicacy that we would present them with you would peel the grape ah. and then cut it I mean, it's a tricky yeah. Yeah. it sounds like a, a posh stew Francis <laughs> oh I could peel a grape <laughs> yeah. it's um, it's a nice I like a peeled grape I like the uh, it's a different <laughs> different te- the po- moisture up yes, on the outside yes, yes. I like that but it's, it's one of those things I don't like it enough to go to the trouble to do it. I'll tell you what I feel. A bit like a hot water bowl. <laughs> yeah, yes. I've got one, but I just think, oh, God. Do you feel I'll be well? cold. Right. I'll just be cold. The grape feels very vulnerable and exposed. Once it's been... Um, Without its yeah. coat. Yes. And, and, and even to eat it, you've got to sort of create... If, if you're being fed it, it's a similar position to when you're at the dentist. Mm. I find that very vulnerable. Mm. Yes. I wonder if the grape handler will wear an enormous light in the middle of their forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it is like, it's a classic, isn't it, sort of idea of luxury, someone dangling grapes over your, uh, over your head like that. <laughs> but... Um, I don't want them. I don't, I don't want anyone dangling the their grapes crimson, in your face. No, no, exactly. I don't want their seat. Their crimson thing. My, uh, I used to get my runner to uh, to wash my grapes. <laughs> no, Paul, Paul's the uh, sound man. I think he misunderstood me. Um, no, for um, hygiene reasons. Um, I'll explain. I'll explain <laughs> after this. But there is a strange silvery grey dust that sits on grapes that basically look to me like the remnants of insecticide. (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I I wanted to ask you, Emily, with with regard to Bacchanal, I've (laughs) never heard of this restaurateur, Richard Caring. Oh, I have. set up Bacchanalia, and I was wondering, it felt like could be circles that you'd moved in, because I'd never heard well, of him, and it turns out that he's obviously... What I would say, Steve, and I, and I know you, you do the show um, now and again, but there is a maxim, there has long been a maxim on this show, that mm. billionaires are a bit strange. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that it's necessarily the root of all evil. Uh, money, but it is the root of something a bit odd. Yeah. <laughs> Usually starts with the hair and, yes, uh, and, yes. go, and keeps going down. But I, I don't, maybe you can't be a billionaire without it having a sort of strange effect. I'm on still processing money as the root of something a bit odd <laughs> because it might be the greatest thing I've ever heard. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> he's a fascinating, knowing that he's very rich, he's a fascinating, just looking at photographs of his face. Yeah. Fascinating where the wealth exudes. But it sort of comes across, he looks like a kind of a startled David Dickinson mm. or an Italian Lionel Blair. He's got that kind of, what, what he's got that spoke, Lionel flair. Spoken like will. a man who knows he'll never be invited to this restaurant. <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah, got nothing yeah. to lose. Notice I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I, I, the only way I'd ever go to that restaurant is if I suddenly developed prettier hands and got the job. I think I, I feel a bit uneasy if I got invited there <laughs> that he might be going to bring the lions out at half time to, yeah. to pursue me. <laughs> Excellent, followed by a Exactly. I just, I think my concern about this restaurant is... My concern would be a great name for a double act, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> my concern is... When they referenced, they said, uh, we promise an experience of exuberant revelry. Hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but I've not had the greatest experiences with exuberant revel- revelers. No. 
they don't strike me as particularly well versed in your antiquities. Perhaps someone's going to feed you revels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just worry about the grape feeders. Are creeps going to apply for this job? Mm, mm. Do you know what I mean? I want to see them washing their hands at the table <laughs> before they feed me a grape as well. <laughs> well. The whole thing has a vibe of kind of the Groucho Club in the 90s. The, the idea is that they've got, we'll have a grape feeder, uh, and we'll get a, we'll get a unicorn, uh, and we'll yeah. put angels... Uh, it's got that kind of yes. late night, 2am yeah. Groucho Club well, vibe. People still like... They, they like... People like a post-dining anecdote, don't they? Yes. And so they'll be out. So we went to this place, they fed us grapes, and then we went in this bar. It was just quartz. Um, what, no pints. No, only quartz. Um, I think people do like that. I went to uh, the Fat Dock and came back on the radio show and spoke about at length how there was water sommelier and all that sort of stuff. Going to the, the Fat Dock is like going to the theatre. Yes. You know? yes. So I think this will be a bit like that. It'll it's be a- like you're in. Um, Pompeii for a Are you suggesting it's an upmarket rainforest cafe? Um, or, yes. As they call it now, Frank. Yeah. Uh, they've rebranded. Yes, it's Jungle Cave. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> How long before this is um, Nero's Cave? Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. So we were talking about Bacchanalia. And you you were. You were. Decad- decadent. You're always talking about Bacchanalia when we're not on air. Non-stop yeah. party life. Meanwhile, let's get on with the show. <laughs> is is the Fat Duck, is that the most decadent restaurant you've been to? I wouldn't say it was decadent. I'd say it was... It's like everyone... Every meal is delivered with a... Ta-da! Mm. It's like that. You feel like everything should come yeah. from under a cloche. Yep. So I, I went there, someone... someone gifted it to me and my wife um, after some work I'd done for them and I was roundly condemned by Michael McIntyre when I told him as a thank you to my tour manager I'd bought him um, the taster menu and, and put him in a hotel Isn't outside that but just him not not a plus one, so he had to go to the restaurant on his own. <laughs> it's quite depressing. Yeah. Didn't really occur to me there's anything wrong with that. And then uh, Michael reprimanded yeah. me for it's, my it's insensitivity. Well, we, we spent the whole time we were eating there terrified. I think I must have asked five times, this is definitely all paid for. Like, the, if, we get, yeah. if we get some drinks, is that covered as well? Mm. But there's, this, there's a meal they do where they, it's like the Mad Hatter's Tea Party is the theme. Uh, and they introduce it, but they say, now, do you know what time it is? Uh, and then they kind of go, no, it's tea time. And we didn't understand that was what they were trying to do. And my wife was looking at what's going, it's, it's half seven. Mm. And he's going, no, no, but do you know what time it is? I see. Oh. See, I would think then they're going to bring out a selection of time for you to choose <laughs> for some I herbal was- dish. <laughs> I once got, my parents took me and my sister as a birthday present to have tea with Edward Lear. Okay. And it it was lovely, and you had afternoon tea and cucumber sandwiches. But then my parents started talking to this man who was an actor. Did about you dine rep- on mince and slices <laughs> no, of quince? That was the idea behind it. But then he broke character because he started talking to my parents about rep and stuff and where oh, actors in no. RADA and. It ruined the entire experience. <laughs> well, I actually. must have told you when I went to a, a one-man show about Hans Christian Andersen no? in uh, Edinburgh, and the bloke said, I 
decided to play Hans Christian Andersen when people often told me I look like him. And I thought, that is not true. No, he's never been on a bus where someone in front has nudged their mate and said, is that, that is an Hans Christian Andersen at the back. Is that just didn't happen. Anyway, so, yeah, I did get someone to wash my grapes because, you know, you get that silvery stuff on it. It looks a bit worrying. Yes. What is that stuff? Well, I found insecticide? I, that's what I thought. I found out later... Do you know that stuff, Steve? I don't know what it is. No. You know how grapes have got, like, yes. a sort of dust on yeah. them? It's actually a thing that they... Um, they produce to uh, to stop themselves from rotting and ward. So it's actually really good stuff. It keeps the grapes fresh, and I was having it washed off. Who knew? Oh, they produce stuff to stop themselves rotting. I like grapes. I know, for and that. to keep yeah, and to keep insects off and it's stuff. Like a little They've silver, a little, a little silver bolero coat yeah. they put on. Yeah, they're uh, they're very self-contained grapes. <laughs> <laughs> I've always uh, survivors. I say. I've always thought that. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Kay Rumbelow has been in touch. Uh? Hi, Frank and Co. A young shop assistant in Superdrug a few years ago. I asked if they had any Q-tips. She said, I'll ask. Just a minute. I heard from the other side of the aisle, a woman is asking for Q-tips. What are they? <laughs> assistant. Oh, it's cotton buds, I think. They used to call them Q-tips in the olden days. That's not true, though, is it? Isn't Q-tips an Americanism? An Americanism? <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Mm. But I can, I really um, feel very seen with that anecdote because yeah. I'm frequently going into shops. And, and, and again, the quality of the voiceover, you, the, oh. the, you, you inhabited them. I was in a shop once. I commend you. And a woman came in and said, do you have any um, Christmas cards with a religious <laughs> picture on the front? <laughs> And the girl beyond the counter said, nah, no, we don't have any of them. She said, OK, and she went. And this girl said to the whole shop, there's probably ten of us in the shop, she said, after the woman walked out, she went, some funnier people about, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Christmas. It's a reasonable theme for a card. Oh, man. We've had a... A response to uh, we were seeking the definition of fishwife. Oh yes, mm. uh, and two four nine has got in touch to define it for us. Uh, is it a fishwife or fish lass? Were often the wives and daughters of fishermen. Fishwives were notoriously loud and foul-mouthed, as noted in the expression, to swear like a fishwife. One reason for their outspokenness is that their wares were highly perishable and so lost value if not sold quickly. Oh, I see. So they were under. Uh... Doon, 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 diddaloon, doon. They were under pressure. I think yes. under pressure yeah. is about fishwives. Um, it's like, marketing yeah. stress. It's either that or 749 says the fishwife. It's that bloke from Marillion's Misses. Oh, yeah. Seven, four, it could be someone who's actually married to a woman who was fish-like. Yes. Mm. Like short-term memory loss. Dream, dream partner for a lot of blokes. <laughs> or it could be a mermaid, couldn't it? Yeah. It Have you be. met my fishwife? <laughs> and, it's, uh, and there she is, in a small tank, obviously. Yeah. A la splash. D uh, zero, zero, two. Mm. My lovely partner... Is he licensed to kill or just rough <laughs> him up a bit? <laughs> no, he hasn't got his licence yet. Oh, I see. My five to go. My lovely partner, Anna, turned on your show whilst I was sleeping. 
Oh, take that how you will. Yes. So I had a dream about you incorrectly signing the Three Lions CD because Frank was referring to this. How many did you sign? 5,000 this 5, 000, week? 5,000, yeah. Oh, but five, five. He always keeps it biblical, doesn't he? But uh, five, yeah. five of the five thousand are Frank Strictly. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, there was, I, I, I did five thousand um, um, sleeves and two fishwives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, <laughs> very briefly, um, he double O two continues. In my dream, you dream you gave me a copy of said CD. When I excitedly went to play it on a DVD player in front of my whole family. Um, DVD player. <laughs> wake up now. Just wake up now. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. I don't. Do you think it's okay? I to think continue? it's okay. I think it's oh. okay. <laughs> I'm worried now. Anyway, it was we're a out of movie time. for adults. Oh, it was a movie for adults. But, but with three lions playing over the soundtrack. Now, yeah, now I see go. that tackle by more. It was a grown up. Oh, please. Oh, Steve. Well, the problem with that is there was no vinyl in the sleeves because the vinyl's still in Germany being pressed, apparently. Mm. That's what Bacchanalia <laughs> told me when I asked for a glass of wine. <laughs> anyway, we've got no wine, but we got uh, we got some pre-wine. Gordon, and then over comes the grape, uh, the grape dangler, as he's known. I don't like the grape dangler. <laughs> anyway, and uh, what do you do for a living? Well, <laughs> so listen, uh, Steve, it's always good to see you. Cheers. And um, thanks for listening. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out.